Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back. Uh, 706 KCO Day radio program. Uh, let's welcome in advisor to the president. Her official title, uh, Ivanka Trump. How are you doing? I'm doing terrific. Thank you. Hey, um, one of the questions I want to get in before we get into some of the policy stuff that you're working on, and it's it's a pretty substantial list of things. Uh, today is the 19th anniversary of 9-11. You and I are about the same age. I was just getting out of school, starting my career. You were probably just still in school. I'm always interested in a New Yorker's perspective on what that day means to them, and I'm curious how you then transition that into how you do your job as advisor to the president. Well, it's an incredibly hard day for for citizens of this country, but as a New Yorker, it feels particularly long. We knew so many of the, the businesses impacted, the um, people who, who lost their lives, the first responders who, who went to the scene, and it's it's a it's a very tough day, and you know I think maybe like yourself, I I remember it as vividly as I did um, on this time so many years ago now. But um, but it's you know I I think what we've we've seen and and out of all the tragedies that Americans have experienced is is they rise and and they rise stronger um, than ever before and, and more resilient. And this will never be something we forget, but but hopefully we we gain strength from. While the, while the circumstances are not the same, and I don't I, I don't want people to think that, the idea that people in peril in this country are able to work together in new and unique ways, really, that's now. That's what we're doing right now. And you were in North Carolina Thursday uh, dealing with a program that was actually a solution to a problem having to do with agriculture. We had, post-COVID, people dumping milk, uh, essentially tilling up crops that were never going to be utilized. But with the Farmer's Basket program that you and uh, Secretary Purdue were talking about yesterday, explain how that's turning things around. Yeah, well, thank you. It's, the Farmer's Family program really exemplifies, to, to your point, the selflessness of, of the American spirit and what we can overcome when we rise together and support our nation's most vulnerable. And obviously, COVID-19 created tremendous vulnerabilities for, for so many, um, really across the spectrum. Obviously, those in need of, of food, oftentimes people who had never had need before, and, and then it exacerbated the need for um, for those uh, members, the most vulnerable within our communities across the nation. Our farmers, they all of a sudden were cut off from their typical markets. Over 50% of food in America is consumed outside of the home. So when restaurants shut down, um, when hotels shut, all of them, many farmers lost their distribution channels. And um, as you noted, we're taking this unbelievable, the best in the world, fresh produce and tilling it under. We all saw the horrible images while there were lines wrapping around the block of food banks of, of farmers literally pouring their milk down the drain because they didn't have an opportunity to distribute it. 
So the president, as he does, um, saw a challenge and wanted an immediate solution. And, and he um, called myself, the um, secretary of the Department of Agriculture, Sonny Perdue, and he asked us to really mobilize all of the resources of, of the government and, um, and the Department of Agriculture um, and work with the private sector, the NGO community, the, the faith community was just incredible, especially in helping us get food to those in the last mile, those that are the hardest to, to reach. And within a matter of days, we launched this farmer to family food box program. And it really is um, incredibly innovative because it created grants to distributors, many of which had the same challenge. They were about to lay off a large portion of their workforce because people had canceled their deliveries. You know, the restaurants were closing um, as, as, uh, as states shut down their economies. So by creating grants for distributors to do what they do um, and bring this amazing produce, meat, um, dairy product to um, food banks and to vulnerable families across the nation, it really was a win-win-win, which is highly unusual in, right. in Washington. And, and the president just two weeks ago in North Carolina um, was uh, made an incredible announcement to to scale the program even further and put an additional a billion dollars of support behind it. So it's been it's been a great success um, in an otherwise very very challenging time. You guys have quite a punch list you're working through over there. Uh, news this week of uh, well, obviously the Nobel nomination, which which reflects on not just the president but everyone who's working for the president and working with the president. But the idea that you guys behind the scenes are working on these things that sometimes don't make the news to the extent that they should, uh, such as Israel and United Arab Emirates uh, actually signing an agreement, the Kosovo announcement. Um, what's it like there? How many irons are in the fire at any given time? And how do you guys celebrate a win like that? Well, it's extraordinary. And, and the amount that this president is able to accomplish, and, and to your point, oftentimes with out the fanfare, um, the previous presidents wouldn't have, have would have experienced. But, but you know, for this president, that's about doing the right thing and and setting um, the country um, on on the right course. So whether it's domestic policy and in taking care of, of the most vulnerable, or farmers, or small farmers, or our families, or or internationally, there's been a paradigm shift in the Middle East. And look, nobody's ever lost money by betting against peace in the Middle East. And right. there were plenty of naysayers that I was there in Jerusalem when the embassy was officially moved, the U.S. embassy. And the number of people who came out of the woodwork telling the president why this shouldn't be done, why this couldn't be done. But he did it because it was the right thing to do. And I think what we've seen is that his commitment to to um, ending the endless foreign wars and engagements by rethinking some of these old problems. I mean, look, the, the agreement with the United Arab Emirates and Israel is just enormous. It is the first peace agreement in the Middle East in a quarter of a century, and it was brokered by this president, and there is much more to come. So, so he takes a fresh approach to old problems um, and doesn't fall into the trap of, of doing things the same way which everyone had done before, and therefore he achieves different results, and it's proven itself effective time and time again. On the heels of that, and all of this has happened within just the last week, but you noted um, Kosovo and, and um and Serbia to bring them together to create economic bonds. This is, you know, a, a two-decade-old uh, European conflict that has existed, and then also to create relations with 
um, with Israel is is a tremendous feat in and of itself. So um, the president's going to keep fighting, keep swinging, keep on putting wins on the board for for the people of this country and um, to advance peace and stability um, across the globe. And uh, and as I said before, really bring back our troops. Just this week, there was news about the reduction of uh, troops in Iraq fulfilling another promise the president's made. So um, half the troops that remain um, in that country are are now being brought back home. So so the president is committed to doing the right thing for for the people of this country and and leading with the interests of America first. Uh, Last question, and we'll let you get back to it. You have... um... You talked about doing things differently. One of the pitfalls that the previous administration, I think, ran into, and especially some journalists, was this issue with coal miners. And it, it spawned that whole learn-to-code meme, because people found it disrespectful. You are trying to tackle a very similar problem, though. What do people do when they can't do what they've always done? And so we find ourselves with to find something new. How do you make that a success without it coming across as condescending? How do you make sure that it's helpful more than uh, more than this last iteration was, which really was not a success? Well, this president has always been the champion of the American worker. And way prior to COVID, from the earliest days of the administration, he was fighting to ensure more and better opportunities for American workers. The vast majority of Americans do not go to college. And while that is a great path for for the many who take it, it's not a great path for for many others. So this president called to have vocational education brought to every high school student across America, recognizing the importance of exposing people to the multiple pathways that exist to a great paying job um, in in this country. I think especially now with um, COVID really exasperating and in some cases accelerating a lot of trends that were happening towards automation. Um, I think not just for the workers of this country, but across the globe, it is unrealistic to think that people won't have to acquire new skills in some cases to do their same job. So you walk into an advanced manufacturing facility and I tour them across the nation. Last week I was um, in Detroit, Michigan Mm -hmm. to do the same job that people were doing 20 years ago required new skills based on automation. So the president recognizes the limitations of the federal government and recognizes the requirement of the private sector to step up and partner with us in this effort. So he launched something called our Pledge to America's Workers and have gotten over 400 employers across the country, some of the largest employers in in this country, to commit to skills training for over 16 million Americans. So this is just creating enhanced career opportunities. And, and it's, it's, you know, incredibly important that we're thinking about education as this lifelong pursuit and that we're calling to task employers to invest in our country's most important resource, which is the American worker. And, and this president has been um, beating that drum for, for sure and, and recognizing that while you know, we can lay the groundwork, we can be the cheerleaders. It's the private sector that knows what jobs are going to be disrupted, which jobs will be eliminated, where skill gaps exist in terms of the type of people they're looking to hire and the skills that they require. And most often, um, very frequently, the job vacancies don't require four years or two years of college. So the president's also been fighting to expand Pell Grants to shorter-term high-quality programs. So a 50-year-old 
um, who has, you know, has has been in the middle of a career has the opportunity to acquire a new skill without going back to two-year college, which they're highly unlikely to do. So this president is about fighting for all Americans and American workers and continuing continuing to make sure that um, they have the best opportunities in the world to thrive. Well, it's only going to get busier from here, so we appreciate the time. We hope to talk to you uh, very soon. Ivanka Trump, advisor to the president, thank you. Thank you so much, Casey. All right, so uh, a couple Trump kids down. Would have had three, but yeah, we know how that went yesterday. So, uh, 888-934-7874, back in just a bit. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 